You see me walking down the street in my vest and you be thinking that I know I'm the best and you be wondering how I do that stuff with my hands. I'll be busting all the criminals heads and cleaning up the streets all over Detroit then look up mama Sita. Another exciting episode of El Podcast de Fuego y Agua, the official podcast of AquamanShrine.com and FirestormFan.com. I'm one of your hosts, the unshakable shag from Firestorm Fan. Along with me, as always, is my co-host, the poppin' and lockin' Rob Kelly from Aquaman Shrine. How's it going, Rob? Too not sad, too happy, Sag. <laughs> I am happy because this is a big, big episode for us here at El Podcast de Fuego y Agua. Uh, we're actually running about a month behind. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the feed, we should have covered the new issues uh, that came out recently, but we hadn't got around to it. So we're here now, folks. We are going to cover the brand new uh, – well, actually, we're going to cover last month's issues. So we're going to be talking about today, Justice League of America number 1, and the book we have been waiting since, what, 1986 for? Is that right? <laughs> Vibe number 1. I can't believe it. It's finally here. Uh, we've been talking about this thing ever since they solicited it. Heck, we were talking about it back in 2009, you know, uh, when we were predicting it. But here we are now, vibe number one in our hands. And we'll, we may even do a little sneak peek of vibe number two just to, you know, because it's on the shelf. I can't ignore it. I mean, we're sitting here, you know, it's after March 31st. We're running late. Uh, vibe two is on the shelf. I feel terrible. I'm so sorry for uh, the fans out there, but we'll, uh, we'll, 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 do it, we'll do it justice. We'll do it justice today. No pun intended. It's hard, it's hard keeping up with all the vibe stuff there is to cover. I mean, that's the problem. When you only, when you only do a weekly show, it's hard to keep up with everything. Right. I mean, absolutely. I mean, last month, uh, or last time we did our episode, I don't know if you saw it. We, it got a really good response. Um, it was, we, uh, if you listened to it, if you didn't go back, it's, it's the Paco versus Cisco Vibe of Two Earths episode. Uh, we talk about the New 52 version of Vibe versus the original Vibe and kind of the pros and cons of, you know, Cisco versus uh, Paco. So I thought it was a good discussion. So. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. We got good feedback on it, too. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. By the way, I need to give credit to our awesome theme, as always, uh, Daniel Cynical Adams and the Bad Mamma Jammas. Thank you for that. Uh, absolutely rocking theme. I was, I was in my car today going, you I thought you were playing like Lowrider or something, and you were like bouncing up and down. You got it on your tricked out car. People in traffic were looking at me strange. So I'm like, it's cool. I just got a little reverb going on. <laughs> yeah, that's why they were looking at you. <laughs> yeah, cool. exactly, exactly. So, well, as always, folks, uh, the El Podcast uh, de Fuego y Agua is done uh, with our partners, uh, Frank Diablo Frank's Justice League Detroit blog and Hector Negrete's La Cueva del Nerd on their, uh, I guess you could call them sponsors almost, really, uh, or supporters, firm supporters of the series, of our series. So we appreciate all the support we get from those guys. And, uh, of course, you know, they're part of the Vibe family, too. <laughs> It's it's a big big family. Well, I mean, seriously, in, in the original universe, he had 
what? He had Armando and Rosita, his brother and sister, and then he had two more unnamed brothers and sisters. By the way, we covered all that back in episode 35, Armando and Hermana. So you go back and check that out where we talked about the family. It's, it is a big family, you know? So one of the things I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, I, I just mentioned we've been talking about this since 2009. And if you go back to 2009, uh, some some of our people have become listeners. We, we did a, a series of posts. It was a bit of a gag, you know, a prank, if you will, uh, about – uh, back in 2009, about Vibe Rebirth. You know, at the time, it really was more pretty much a prank. But we talked about how Jeff Johns, no kidding, I'm not joking, we talked about how Jeff Johns and Ethan Van Skyver, which didn't happen, but would be teaming up to bring us Vibe Rebirth. And we put, we put this out there the same day that Flash Rebirth, number one, hit the shelves. Because, you know, you had Green Lantern Rebirth, then you had Flash Rebirth, and we were all kind of like, okay, what's next? So Vibe Rebirth became kind of the joke. And so we published this. We, all of us had, you know, I had a fake article from Newsarama. Um, Diablo Frank was in there with his Justice League Detroit blog. Michael Bailey from Fortress of Bailitude was in there. Uh, Kelson from Speedforce.org and K-Squared Rambling was in there. And then another guy uh, who we kind of lost track of, but his name is Dixon. He used to run the Crimson Lightning Flash blog. All of us, you know, joined in and participated in this fun thing. But, you know, the irony is here we're sitting four years later – and we do, in fact, have a Vibe ongoing series written by Jeff Johns. Patience is a virtue. I, I just want to say to everyone who's, you know, and I'm sure everyone who's on the po- listening to the podcast, of course they picked up Vibe number one. But all of you guys, from myself, Diablo Frank, Michael Bailey, Kelson and Dixon, you're welcome. <laughs> you made this. <laughs> you know, I have been uh, eBay stalking the Justice League Unlimited Vibe action figure because you know, it's incredibly hard to find. And it does not come cheap. So, uh, in fact, we talked about it back in episode 30 where we covered all the, the Justice League Unlimited stuff. But they, they made a Justice League Unlimited Vibe figure, and it's really cool. And I've been looking for it, and, man, it is so pricey. I just can't bring myself to pay for it. You can find it loose. It's hard to find it on the cart. Yeah, I suppose I could do that, yeah. But I'm, I'm too much of a, you know, I'm a snob. I mean, it's Vibe. It's got to be pristine, right? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You, M- you want M-O-C it on the cart. MOC all the way, baby. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, get jump in here, folks? The way we're going to do this today is we are going to cover Justice League of America number one. Um, and we're going to cover that first. Then we'll take a break and we'll come back and do vibe and listener feedback. So the way I see us doing this, Rob, with the Justice League of America number one, I mean, there's 52 different versions of this book. Yeah. So <laughs> I think, we I need think to there's cover- actually 50... The 54? Well, there more than that? I think there was Well, it's, more it, than there's that. the 50 states, and then they right. had a couple of districts. They had like, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico, but I even thought they even had other ones than that. So would that, would that make it 52? It would make sense if they had 52. It would make sense 52. I thought I'd read that they did even more than that, but you're probably right. Probably 52. They, well, I usually am, but I'm just saying I think we should cover each version individually. Okay. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's do it, man. Justice League of America. I mean, this is great. We have two Justice League books on the shelf. This is Justice League of America, you know, the old classic title, which, by the way, if Vibe's got to be on a team, it should be the Justice League of America, not just Justice League. Now, if they had a Justice League Detroit book, that'd be a little different, but... <laughs> just, hey, one never knows what's coming. It's true. So which cover did you get? Um, I got the I got the, the one with New Jersey State flag. Did you really? I got the Florida so I think I mean that's how they planned it somehow, um, and you know I didn't even really notice that it had a New Jersey State flag on it because I, I don't know what the New Jersey State flag. What is it? A mobster? 
And, uh, you know, oh. I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's you know, it's some overly tanned girl. Uh, no, I didn't even really notice. I mean, I noticed I noticed that it was, a, like, that it wasn't the American flag. And the version I'd seen was the, the 50 state flag. And yeah. I was like, what is that? And then I looked up later. And, oh, God, they actually did 52 variants. I thought, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, gimmicks are alive and well in the new 52. <laughs> um, yes. I was just going to say, you're up, man. Okay. Well, Just League of America, as, as you said, Just League of America number one is by Jeff Johns and David Finch. Um, we're going to do super, super quick plot detail here. It opens up with the same scaly skinned bad guy that we saw at the end of Justice League number, what was it, like 16, I think it was. The guy who's uh, at the end of Throne of Atlantis. And uh, he's talking to another bad, uh, bad guy, and they're talking about forming their own team of supervillains. Okay, wait a minute. i got to stop you right out of the oh, gate, Lord man. Lord almighty. But this is important. Scaly dude. Yes. He's got a name. It's Professor Ivo. We see him in episode issue two, by the way. He looks okay. like Alfred. Okay. But, um, now, now, here's where it's important, though. I mean, this is critical because, I mean, as you know, as, like, the number two vibe fan of the world, and, yeah, by the way, you're number two. I'm number one. I just want to make sure that's clear to the fans at home. But Professor Ivo is responsible for pre-Flashpoint vibes death. I mean, he's responsible for Paco's death. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's written by uh, J.M. DeMatteis. Yes. Yes. That's right. Oh, oh. It's all, you know. Full circle, baby. Full circle. This lids cringe to my theory that the new 52 may not be around. That's for maybe another episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll save that for the Paco of three worlds. There we go. <laughs> all right. So after, after the introduction of, uh, as we now know, Professor Ivo and the Scaly Guy, there's another bad guy, and he says, uh, now I'm going to die today. Well, well, he, he, you don't know that he's a bad guy. He's just this dude. I mean, he's just – you can't call him a bad guy. You don't know. He's just guy. I mean, yeah, he has horns. <laughs> sure. You know what? <laughs> you don't even know what you're talking about, okay? Why don't I – why don't I – you know what? Just sit down. Let the real vibe fan in the room right. just take this, you all right? Go, go right ahead. All right. First of all, you skip the awesome uh, seven horizontal panel page – of just like little iconic pieces of different members, like you see Catwoman's goggles and the New Green Lantern's ring, and which, by the way, is the only appearance of the New Green Lantern in this whole comic. Uh, Hawkman's symbol and Star uh, Star Girl's arm, and you know you see a little snippets of every character, so you kind of get a feel like, ooh, these are all the cool, cool characters. So this unknown dude who may or may not be a villain, yeah, is running through the woods, being chased by. Somebody, and there's blasts, and things are happening, and you kind of see in the shadows the people chasing them sure look a lot like the Justice League, but they're all, like, jacked up. Like, huh, <laughs> Wonder Woman's armor, you've got, like, armor, and Superman's eyes are smoking. It's like, what's going on? The Justice League's chasing this dude? Crazy. Then, it, oh, i got to stop because there's, like, a full-page ad for Vibe. I mean, come on, that's awesome, right? It's, it's this full-page ad for Vibe. It has a tagline that, I personally, I find offensive. This is the League's most unlikely member. In his own monthly series, <laughs> that's not cool. I mean, seriously, I, I, that really. I mean, I you know, Catwoman, unlikely, sure. You know, I would the argue vibe, uh, Gold Rush is the most the, unlikely. Member. There you go. I mean, this is more vibe on the team's more like a return to greatness. I'm just you know, <laughs> they need show some respect. So all right. So anyway, then you get uh, a, a long scene of uh, Steve Trevor arguing with uh, a third of Amanda, Mo Amanda Waller. <laughs> 
<laughs> now with 33% less Waller. Uh, anyway, Amanda and Steve are talking about Justice League, and, and she's trying to recruit him for the Justice League of America, and he's kind of like saying, look, there's already a Justice League. You don't need another one. You're called, you know, you're, what you want to do is you want to create a black ops team. I'm not in favor of this. You know, I think it's not cool. And then Waller busts out with, really? Well, here's your girlfriend kissing Superman. Well, boom! And he's all like, what? You know, I mean, that's not exactly how it went down. But Steve Trevor is ripped, by the way. He, yeah, well, he, he is huge. He's a massive dude. He's uh, he's, uh, who used to lead? Rick Flag used to read the Suicide Squad. He's sort of like what Rick Flag was supposed to be. I think like so. twice the Rick Flag, though. I mean, he is. <laughs> that's where all the Amanda. That's where all the Amanda Waller went. Yes, so. Oh, jeez. Um, but she did, literally does rip whip out a picture of Superman and Wonder Woman making out just to try and like get under his skin, and he plays it off pretty cool. But she convinces him, basically saying, "Look." This team needs you. If you're not on it, I'm going to get someone else anyway. You want to save the world, and this is how you do it. So then, honestly, for the rest of the issue, for the most part, it's just little vignettes of the characters and the team and Amanda and Steve talking about them and kind of showing you how they, you know, kind of what's going on with them. And, like, you get a Hawkman scene, which is actually pretty funny, where he's he's hunting down this dude, and he, he, he starts calling the guy Biff. You know, which if you're a Hawkman fan, you know totally is the Thanagarin shape-changing villain. The guy's like, my name's not Biff. He's like, it will be for my official arrest record. <laughs> and then basically Hawkman proceeds to kill the dude. Very nice. <laughs> I mean, we don't necessarily see it, but, like, it's obvious it's, that's what's going to happen. He's going to kill this dude. He's going to call him, you know, write it off saying he killed Biff. It's hysterical. Then they move on to Katana, who... I'm not into this character. I've never been into this character. I've tried. Well, not really. I haven't even tried that much. <laughs> yeah. um, Have you tried as hard as you could, Chang? No, I did not give her the full uh, Ar- Armando, uh, you know, reverb effort. It just, I, I couldn't do it. She's got a sword that, you know, eats souls and stuff or likes whatever. And yeah, okay. So she's on the team now. Um, <laughs> then you get a bit with Vibe, which, by the way, all right, this scene. We're going to talk about this scene again in a little while. It's all about Vibe. Uh, here, there's a grocery store nearby, and the guy's like, help, I've been robbed. So Vibe jumps in on the scene. You know, well, I almost called him Paco. I didn't mean to. Whoops. Cisco, i got to get used to that. You know, I mean, 20 years or, what, 30 years? Almost 30 years of calling him Paco. Now i got to call him Cisco. So anyway, Cisco jumps into action. He's like, oh, I'm going to stop that thief. You know, zaps the dude. Turns out it's a kid who stole a chocolate bar. You know, a little kid, like an eighth grader or something. So, uh, or eight-year-old, I mean. So he's chatting with his brother, and he feels pretty bad about it. Anyway, this scene's important, because literally, we are going to see this scene in the Vibe comic book, word for word. So, like, I think it's it's sort of neat the way they joined Vibe number one and Just League of America number one by using the exact same scene with word for word. However... As a frugal spender, I did spend three ninety nine for this comic book, and it's – I don't know how many pages are in it, but, you know, there's now two less, you could kind of say, because I've already read these two pages. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. You know? If I'm watching my pennies. I don't want to read the same issue. Anyway, um, then we see this maybe villain, maybe not villain running through the woods. Thank you very much, Rob. You know, still trying to find his way home. Uh, you get some scenes with Stargirl, and you find out that she is, like, one of the most popular superheroes 
around. It's not that she saves the world, but she's just super cute. She saves innocent lives, and she's got a great sparkling personality, and everyone's just thinks she's adorable. And I would have to agree with them. She is. So Then you get some stuff with uh, Catwoman, where Catwoman and Steve Trevor sort of mix it up. You get a little, uh, little sexual tension going there, I think, between Steve and, and Catwoman. And he gets her to agree to join the team as well. Kind of a strange choice, Catwoman. But uh, he seems to think that she is a critical piece of the puzzle. And then we find out all these conversations between Steve Trevor and Amanda Waller are building up to that the real reason, the real reason the Justice League of America is being formed is to create a team that can take down the main Justice League if necessary. <laughs> and did they even handily give us a little uh, two, a little double-page spread showing how which character is going to face off against uh, which, which other character? Well, which is crazy, it's it's not just for us at home. It's on her wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if anybody were to just walk in, be like, what the hell? Really? <laughs> you know? So their plan is, I'll run through it real quick. Martian Manhunter is being recruited to take down Superman. Catwoman's being recruited to take down Batman. Of course. Katana's being recruited to take down Wonder Woman. Good luck. That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, Simon Baz, Green Lantern, is being taken down to see Hal Jordan. Oh, I guess we do see Simon Baz again in a in a... One inch by one and a half inch square. Um, I keep trying to say Paco. Sorry. Cisco is being recruited to take out Flash, which actually makes a lot of sense. I would be very interested to see him against Flash. Stargirl is being recruited to take down Cyborg. Hmm. Don't get that one. Apparently her weapon is really powerful, though. And Hawkman is being recruited to take down Aquaman, which I thought was actually pretty clever. I, that's a fight I do want to see. I don't like the heroes fighting each other, but I do want to see that fight. I mean, the way they are right now, yeah. with how savage he is, <laughs> and how badassery Trident Aquaman versus is. Mace. Well, it's Trident versus Mace. It's Savage Fury versus Underwater Fury. It's Water versus Air. I mean, there's a lot. That would be a really cool fight. So Martian Manhunter shows up, and him and Steve Trevor have some conversations. Martian Manhunter's been eavesdropping on the whole thing. And you kind of see him uh, in his full David Ogden Steyer's glory here as uh, sort of... He, he's sort of on board with Steve. Like, he's willing to join the team to kind of make sure things go well. However, if anybody um, creates a problem for him, you know, uh, he's going to literally erase the minds of everybody. Uh, if, so he's going to erase the minds of everybody involved with Argus, which is the, the company that, you know, runs the, the Black Ops stuff. So pretty pretty vicious threat. Then we find out that they have recovered this... Uh, as Rob called him, a villain. Uh, they find out they've recovered this villain. They take off the mask and dun 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 dun. Actually, Green Arrow. He's trying to get Ollie to tell him. Ollie says that a secret society is uh, on the loose, and he goes, "The guy heading it up is," uh, and he dies. So, <laughs> yeah, Green Arrow was never heard from again. Right, and Steve's yelling at him, "Who's calling the shots?" <laughs> you know, poor. Poor Ollie's dying on the table, you know. So, and that is the end of Justice League of America number one. Now, I will tell you, I went ahead and read Justice League of America number two, and number one uh, felt very much like in the old days what we would have called a zero issue. Remember, remember all the zero issues? Yes. Like yes. it's just so much setup, you know. It, it's not that it was bad. It's just there's a lot of setup. I I kind of wanted to see the team together, you know. But um, 
But, I mean, it was good. It was it was fine. You got to see the heroes, and you got to see each one of them. I guess the vignettes were a little cooler than I'm giving credit for, because you got to see each character in their own setting. So everyone got to do something, you know, which is nice. But um, it still felt like a little a, a little bit too much setup. So then you get to number two. You know what? I need to, I need to count the pages here, because <laughs> this is also three ninety nine. Oh, there's a backup in this one. Okay. Um, there's a preview for Action Comics as written by Andy Diggle. <laughs> which I'm sure will last many, many years. I'm sure we're on the beginning of a great run in Action Comics by Andy Diggle. <laughs> oh, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, so issue number two, I'm not going to get into it a lot, but there are some really great moments. There's, there's a wonderful moment between Paco... Uh, Cisco. There's a great moment with Cisco <laughs> and Savage. didn't have this problem in previous episodes. I know. Well, it's because they only changed the name on us a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know the name was changed until recently. So um, there's this great moment. i got to talk about where. I'm just going to do this. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sneak peeking ahead, guys. You'll, you'll hear me talk about this again when we cover number two. But they're sitting at the table, right, all the, all the heroes. And, and I seriously almost said Paco again. Anyway, Cisco's sitting next to Savage Hawkman. And Hawkman is covered with red stuff. And, and Cisco goes, hey, Hawkman, right? Are you okay? Hawkman goes, why? Cisco's like, you're covered in blood. Hawkman goes, it's not my blood. (laughs) And then Cisco kind of looks up, and then just, it's clearly a rolling chair, so he just scooches his rolling chair (laughs) sideways away from Hawkman. And it's just, you know, it's four static panels, and the last panel of him scooching his chair away from Hawkman is hysterical. Um, Now, another thing, issue number two, also reprints some pages from Vibe Number Two. So again, you know, I'm I'm reading the same comic again. I'm paying for it twice. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> um, but you, you know, there is some really nice art in these books. By the way, we should have mentioned it's uh, Jeff Johns writing David Finch artwork. And if you know anything about David Finch, I mean, he really does some nice, nice stuff. So I like David Finch's work a lot. I don't like him on superheroes. I just think like, his stuff's too dark and too gritty and too, like, uh, I, I, but I would like, to me, like, he would do a great Conan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I really do like his work. I think it's very good. It just, just, I, the books look so dark and kind of sad and grim. I know that that's kind of what they're going for, but, you know, I just feel like it's, it's just it's kind of a downbeat looking world because that's just how <laughs> he draws. I see what you mean. I mean, I dig it. But you're right. I mean, he uh, would be better suited with a Conan or just covers or something, probably. But, you know, I'm enjoying it. You know, as compared to other artists I could read about, I'd rather read David Finch than mm-hmm. some other people. So this issue, one of the things also about this issue is we get a backup story. And I just want to mention this real quick. It's a backup story with Marshall Manhunter. And it's a nice little story about Marshall Manhunter um, convincing the president of the United States to help introduce the Justice League of America to the public. And he's do, he does it very cleverly by, rather than manipulating the president's mind, he manipulates a bunch of events around the president so that the president makes up his own mind. It's because he's talking about how uh, an idea is, is much stronger when someone makes up their own mind rather than you planting an idea. It's sort of like in the movie Inception, really, is almost what it is. Uh, but here's the thing to mention. Uh, the story is written by Matt Kind and um, art by Scott Clark and Dave Beattie, uh, or yeah, Beanie, I believe. Um, I should know that. He and I talk on Facebook. Um, it's Dave. You're Dave. So anyway, the same team that drew the Firestorm pages from Brightest Day. Um, but it's a little sad because Scott Clark actually just passed away. 
Oh, really? So, oh, that's yeah. that. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just kind of sad. You know, as I'm sitting here reading it, it's, you know, just really appreciating Scott's artwork. He's such a great artist. And then at the same time, just thinking, oh, God, this is, mm. you know, probably his last stuff or near to the last. So it's just very sad. But again, we'll talk more about Just League number two next time around. Uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, now we've done this before, guys. What, what we're going to play at break, I know we've played it before, but it's just so awesome. We can't help it. So, um, it's kind of a throwback to episode 13 when we did, uh, we covered, you know, um, Paco the Breakdancing Genius. So it's a little bit of throwback to that episode, but I think you will enjoy it, folks. So, uh, come back after the break and we'll talk about, oh, finally, after all these years, vibe number one and listener feedback. trophy now not so fast vibe please welcome our second finalist and vibe this break dancer might just break you <laughs> man i love that cartoon it's so awesome did I ever tell you when I was a kid? I'm sure I did. I must have mentioned this before, probably on the Breakdancing Genius episode. But I actually <laughs> – I tried to breakdance in the mid-'80s. Uh, oh, Lord, if there was only video of that. I know. I mean it's – it's you know, I was – you know, tw- what? If, if Paco was around in, what, 85, so I would have been like 13 years old. So, I mean that's you know, 12, 13 I was, is when I was trying this out. It, it, it was just basically the one where you're like – you, you lay on your back and you, you kind of throw your leg in such a way that it causes you need bunch up in a ball and it causes you to spin on your back. You know that's about the best I could do. <laughs> but I remember I remember getting out the cardboard boxes and putting them down and doing it on the cardboard box and stuff. <laughs> now I had some real I had friends that could like get serious with this stuff. You know, spinning and doing all the popping and locking and all that. Now. <laughs> I gotta say, that's one element of uh, Cisco. So hard to say of Cisco that really makes me sad is he's not a break dancer. You know, I mean, that's that was critical to the core of who Vibe was. <laughs> he really, really was. In fact, I just noticed for the very first time, at least on the cover here, his new costume uh, that he's got, which is you know a little reminiscent of his old costume. Let me make sure of this. It comes with a hoodie. I didn't notice that till just now. Okay. Why is that significant? I don't know. Okay. All right. It bothers me. Okay. All these, all these kids with their hoodies. Yeah, <laughs> down there in Florida, it's quite a problem. Hey, now. Careful. <laughs> um, and, and actually, it's probably, it is probably appropriate. Because if you think about it, if he's a street tough, and uh, he's not really, though. He works in an electronics store. But <laughs> street tough. 
I mean, the old vibe was, the old, I mean, dude, pure Los Lobos all the way. Los Lobos represent, you oh know. Oh, my. Uh, vibe is part of a youth gang. Paco was. <laughs> Paco was. I, I just like your old-timey phrase there, street street youth. I just street like tough. Street, street tough. tough. Yeah, but he was a uh, he was a member of the Los Lobos, man. You can't be forgetting his roots. They were a great band. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. So it's just kind of crazy that you know this version is he's not a street tough. He he doesn't break dance, and you know he he works in an electronic store. <laughs> it's like, really? It's not an urban youth, you know. He's he's a kid. He's a kid from the suburbs or something, you know. Anyway, um, I can get you a discount on MT3 player. Exactly. I'm nice. not sure what that accent is. I'm doing so. I, I should know. probably just stop. You should. You should. In fact, uh, Hector just. Uh, I think I just got an email from Hector asking with a cease and desist order for you. So I, I think probably I've offended everybody. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. I think it's <laughs> offended humanity. So. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So now, if, if you want to hear more about vibes, uh, you know, breakdancing days and Los Lobos days, you know, definitely go back and listen to episode twenty-four. You know, the Justice League Detroit MVP episode, where we make it abundantly clear why Vibe was the MVP of the team. And you know, we talk a little bit about that. I mean, his youth and how he overcame the Los Lobos days, and also. Um, no, that's that, that's right. That's that's what I was. That's where I was going with that. Okay, uh, so we ready for this? I mean, this is this is history in the making, brother. <laughs> 1986 to 2013. If if that was less than 20, I could count it on my fingers and toes, but I can't. So whatever the math works out to there, that's a long time to be without vibe. And now he has his own ongoing series. This is amazing. I'm so excited. I mean, it's big and bold on the cover, number one, and you know. That this is just the start. I mean, that's what's so exciting. It's the start. You know, in several years from now, you and I are going to be sitting here. We're going to be covering Vibe Number One Hundred. I have no doubt. <laughs> I can't wait. This is this is the beginning of something big. Vi- we're going to do Vibe Wing and the Vibe Family and yeah, all the yeah. spin-off books. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Shadow of the of the Vibe and <laughs> Tales of the Dark Vibe and. Um, Detective Comics starring Vibe. Anyway, uh, so actually, to be honest, the title of this comic is not Vibe. That is not the title. The title of this comic is Justice League of America's, apostrophe S, Vibe. So, for some reason, DC thought that Vibe all by itself couldn't carry the title, which is You know what it probably was? Isn't there a magazine called Vibe? There is. That's probably what it was. I've done work for them. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, that's cool. Um, I, you're like, that makes you halfway connected to Paco then. <laughs> that's awesome. I never thought of it, it before, but that's true. Exactly. So uh, you know, that's probably what, it's probably a publishing thing. They probably couldn't call it Vibe because there's already a magazine. I'm sure that must be the reason why they put Justice League of America's Vibe on the front of it. Has to be. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Uh, this sucker is, let's, let me get to the credits here right there. Okay. Written by you get two writers Jeff Job Jeff Jobs Jeff Johns <laughs> and Andrew Kreisberg. That's the writing team on this book, and then I believe neither of these guys will be around for too much longer writing the book, if I remember correct. I knew I think Johns is around for the launch, and I think they've already replaced Kreisberg, if I remember right. I could be wrong. You, know, you, you listeners at home, write in, tell me if I'm wrong or not. I think DC uh, wants Jeff Johns on the launch of everything. They're probably having him do supermarket openings if they could. Well, 
He's going to be a Six Flags opening (laughs) Now, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you you sort of make a point there. I mean, there is a cult of personality that follows Jeff Johns. There's no denying that. You know, him and Grant Morrison both. You put their name on the cover, and it will sell the comic. It's you know. So as as the two biggest Vibe fans in the world, and again, I just want to point out you're number two. um, Having Jeff on the cover of our book, I mean, that's really beneficial for. For our fandom, I mean, it really is absolutely. So, that you know, thank you, Jeff, for uh, taking your time to be involved with this. And now, if those of you who don't know, Jeff himself's from Detroit, so Justice League Detroit was a bit of a hero, you know, heroic sort of group for him. So there we go. All right, uh, art is by pencils by Pete Woods, inks by Sean Parsons, um, and then you know you've got Brad Anderson on colors, Carlos uh, Manguel is on letters. You, you get a David Finch cover. And uh, Katie Kubert, Kubert, associate editor. Look at that. I assume she's related. I I don't know. I, I don't know that name. I don't know the okay. Katie, but I'm you know I, I don't think it's a it's a reach to assume that she's related to the famous family. Somebody working in comics with the last name Kubert. Yeah, it's not a name you really see uh, outside right. of comics. Exactly. Brian Cunningham, senior editor, and then it credits. Vibe created by Jerry Conway and Luke McDonald. And very good. And who is it? Chuck Patton, of course. Absolutely. So, uh. Really that hard to look that up, DC? Yeah. And if I remember right, I think it was, um, Tom Zaylor. Did, did I Zoller. say it right this Zoller. I, I didn't correct you the last time. No, it's it's I, I, Zoller, yes. I gotta be honest. Tom and I even exchanged emails about it, and he corrected me how to do it. And I still got it wrong. It's so frustrating. I apologize. I, just, I didn't have your email in front of me, Tom. So, but I believe it's Tom who notified Jerry that the credit was wrong in this book, if I remember correctly. Uh, I know he definitely told him about um, Felicity uh, appearing on Va- on uh, Arrow. Arrow. Boy, that show should be called Vibe. That would rock. <laughs> but I think he may have been the one who told Jerry the credit was wrong here, too. I'm not that sure. That reminds me. I should probably email Chuck and tell him in case he doesn't know. I bet he does, but I should let him know that. He may not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Let me check number two. Let me see if they got it right on number two. And no creditor creation credit on that one. Interesting. No creator credits. Huh. Okay. All right. So, vibe number one, the first of many, starts off with five years ago, as many DC Comics has started with number ones, in Detroit. And it's just, you know, it starts off with three young men. Walking down the street, there are three brothers. You have Armando, you have Francisco, who goes by Cisco, and Dante. And uh, they're walking home. Armando is sort of the big football kind of guy. And uh, he Sounds is getting. Familiar. What's that? Sounds familiar. <laughs> he's getting ready to go on to college. And he's, he's not sure where he's going to go, but it might be California. It could be anywhere. So he's, he's going to possibly have to leave the family. And this really upsets Cisco. And, and what Armando is explaining is that he's going away so that he can help support them when they go to school. Well, Dante, you get a quick impression right here that Dante is a bit more of a free spirit and really doesn't have any interest in going to college. But Cisco is really upset about his brother leaving. This all plays in later. That's why I'm focusing on it so much. Anyway, all of a sudden, ba-boom! A boom tube opens. And Cisco, no crap, is caught halfway through the boom tube. Like the boom tube materializes halfway through him. You know, I've, I've never even thought about that before. Like, what would happen if a boom tube appeared and someone was like halfway, you know, got halfway cut in half, basically. So, 
you know, half of Cisco is essentially in the event horizon of a boom tube. By the way, it turns out to be like the very first boom tube of uh, the apocalyptic invasion that happened five years ago. The big thing from Justice League. This is kind of a big deal. Nice callback. Yep. A parademon comes through. And Armando jumps up to save his brother. Armando, again, the older brother, jumps up to save his younger brother, Cisco, yanks him out of the event horizon, and unfortunately is killed by the parademon. Uh, Armando Ramon is, in fact, the very first victim of Darkseid's invasion five years ago. That's a sad, sad fact. Then it cuts to modern day, and we see um, Cisco, and he is working in an electronics store. And uh, it looks a little bit like a scene from Chuck, actually, if you ever watch that show, but... Do you have a Subway sandwich somewhere? Probably. Probably. So you see him interacting with some customers. You see him interacting with his brother. His brother's a bit of a goof and a layabout and wants to borrow money. He's still still carrying a soccer ball around five years later. Um, and uh, you, you kind of get the feeling that Cisco's the responsible one and Dante is the irresponsible one. Then you get a two-page ad for Green Lantern, Wrath of the First Lantern, where my wife thought it was uh, ridiculous that they have a sexy zombie. Uh, in, in there. <laughs> she's a zombie who's had her arm cut off, but she's wearing her bra. And your, it's all... your wife was reading Vibe number one? No, I, I was showing it to her and I said, look, honey, even comic books are doing zombies. So we had just watched them Walking Dead. Okay. And she, saw, she saw the girl. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a Gary Frank drawing, so of course all the women are beautiful. It's a beautiful, sexy zombie, you know? And she's like, oh my gosh. You know? So... Anyway, uh, more talky talk between Cisco and Dante, basically kind of talking about how Armando would have wanted them to do better. And then suddenly you realize that Cisco is being uh, observed, surveillance, if you will. And uh, they, you very quickly find out who, because the names are right there. Uh, it's Amanda Waller. And ready for it? Ready for it? That's right, Dale Gunn. Woo! <laughs> this time around, Agent Dale Gunn. And for the folks at home who just for some reason might be confused, or, you know, this could be their first episode. I, I hadn't even considered that, why someone would jump in at episode 47 on the Vibe podcast. But um, who's Dale Gunn in the old continuity? He, well, he was the, the sort of like the, well, kind of the cooler version of Snapper Carr, the Justice League. <laughs> Not that that really helps anybody who's listening to the show for the first time, of course. But he was sort of the caretaker of the headquarters that Justice League Detroit uh, lived in. And operated out of, and he was sort of the friend and assistant to Hank Haywood, who was the original Commander Steel, whose grandson Steel, I guess Steel Two, uh, was a member of the Justice League. Steel Two, Electric Boogaloo. And you know, if you ever wondered what Chuck Patton looks like, now you know. Exactly, exactly. And not only did he look a little bit like Dale Gunn, Dale Gunn was a player. Yes. Both Vixen and uh, Zatanna were climbing up all over that nonsense. So, um, so anyway, Dale Gunn is an agent of Argus, this black ops company we talked about from Justice League number one, and he sort of recruits Paco. He pulls Paco in. He says, "We need." I'm just, I did it again, Cisco. He pulls Cisco in. He's like, "We need to talk," and uh, he tells him he knows. Turns out that what we hadn't seen here, but we find out, is that Vibes had uh, Cisco's had his Vibe powers for a little while now, and he's been going around helping people. As sort of uh, an urban legend, he's been going because one of the cool things that I like to introduce this is that anytime someone takes a picture of Cisco, it's blurry, it's vibrating. You can't see him with photographs. And yeah, stuff. that's a nice little, little detail. 
I like that. So he, he's able to go around and be sort of an urban legend because no one can get a picture of him. So he's been helping people. So anyway, uh, Agent Dale Gunn shows him that he's aware of that. And he says, look, kid, you know, we need your help. There's some things you need to do. You're coming with me. And they take him to this house. And all of a sudden, Cisco's head starts hurting. And it turns out that he – this is a neat thing too. He's so in tune with vibrational forces, he is able to sense beings – that have come from an alternate dimension because the way you travel between alternate dimensions is by adjusting vibrations. So he can sense those vibrations of folks from alternate dimensions. Pretty clever little thing. Anyway, he's looking at this house and he sees a parademon which comes bursting out of the house. You know, the soldiers are shooting at it and, and Cisco is kind of frozen in his place. He's like, that's like one of those things, one of the ones that killed Armando. And Dale Gunn says, that's not like one of them. That is the one that killed Armando. So that is enough to spur Cisco into action. He busts out with the vibe powers. Man, vibe powers all the way, brother. I'm so excited to see these things. And he blasts or vibrates the living snot out of the parademon. And in fact, he does a punch. So I guess maybe he's using like a vibrational sort of enhances punching, which is pretty cool. And he totally trashes the uh, the parademon. So, yay. Then they go to the Argus headquarters. And Dale Gunn says, basically, you're on the Justice League of America. Your code name is Vibe, and here's your costume. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Prefab superhero. Exactly. Then you get a full-page shot of Vibe kind of like running out the camera. Then you see all his new Justice League of America teammates behind him. And then you get a secret discussion between Amanda Waller and Dale Gunn. Where they're kind of saying things like, you know, hey, was that um, was that Parademon really the one that killed Armando? And, uh, you know, the, the 33% less Amanda Waller says, how should I know? They all look alike. So obviously it was a setup. They put that Parademon in that house. And they didn't know if it really killed Armando or not, but they needed a, a hook to get Cisco. And you see sort of this cool vaulty thing that they've got. Where it has all these people trapped, and they're all, I, you gotta assume, like vibrational people from other dimensions. You see Crack, um, you know, geez, Kelson over at Speed Force identified who this guy Crack is. I can't remember, but he is somebody who's been around for him before. He looks like a little living electricity bolt. Then you've got uh, Dr. Cyber, you've got a Weaponer of Quark, you've got, um, I can't tell who that Foreman guy is. I don't know what that is. He's got like a sword or something. You see friggin' Pariah from the Crisis on Infinite Earths back there, folks? That's huge. Friggin' Pariah. That's a major. And then you get Gypsy, uh, which, of course, from our Justice League Detroit days is a big deal. And uh, the big, big reveal at the end here is Amanda Waller says, We need to do whatever we can and prepare ourselves for the inevitable, Agent Gun, because one day it's all going to go to hell again. One day Darkseid's going to come back. Dun, 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 for his daughter. Mm. So they have his daughter locked up in, in a big giant cell with a giant Omega symbol on it, like uh, the new Darkseid wears. So that was that was a big, big reveal. By the way, you know, I just realized Dale Gunn's not bald. No, no, he's not. He's, he's a much younger man here. As as uh, the New 52 is sort of the CWing of, uh, <laughs> of the DCU, everybody's younger and thinner and hipper and prettier, so Dale Gunn is a, a lot younger than he was in the original. That's true. If you put the original Dale Gunn and the original Amanda Waller together, I'm not so sure it would hold people's attention as much. Yeah. Because yeah. here she's wearing, you know, a tight shirt showing off her uh, her chest. By the way, Amanda Waller is hot. I should say that. And uh, she's wearing practically like a micro skirt. You know, so it's like, that's not Amanda Waller. <laughs> she's in, in, this, in the previous universe, 
Amanda Waller was kind of Medea, and in this universe, she's Kerry Washington. Those references went right over my head. <laughs> I'm not cultured. <laughs> Let's just go back to her being hot. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, if that was any great. If you out there got those references, please let us know in, in the feedback. <laughs> and uh, vibe number two, just a sneak peek. I mean, there's some good stuff here in vibe number two. Um, I will say vibe number two is actually drawn by two different artists. Uh, it's drawn by Pete Woods and Andres Ginaldo. Ginaldo? I got to say, I think I kind of like uh, Andreas Ginaldo's artwork better. Kind of cool. And, and, you know, it's kind of interesting. Our, uh, Cisco is so young and so is Stargirl. Maybe we get a little, uh, you know, little stars and vibes going on maybe. You know, just saying. <laughs> That'd make a great team-up book. Stars and vibes. Brave and the Bold, Stars and Vibes. <laughs> Coming next year from the New 52. It'll just be all part of the Vibe family as they expand. Mm-hmm. And issue number three, it looks like it's going to be Vibe versus Kid Flash. That should be interesting. That's vibrations galore right there, brother. All right. So what would you think, man? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was a long time coming. We've been waiting a quarter century for this book, you know, after uh, Vibe's hideous death at the hands of Professor Iro and J.M. DeMatteis. Uh, (laughs) It was – well, I should say – and the DC editors, of course. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I thought the – the tone was more lighthearted than Justice League of America number one, which which I appreciated. Um, and I like the costume. I think it's kind of neat looking. And uh, I, I liked all the using of all the the little cameos of the characters at the end. Have you seen um, Cabin in the Woods? Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, I don't want to spoil anything, but it reminds me of see a scene from Cabin in the Woods. That's all I'll mm. say about that. Okay, all right. I, I did think it was interesting that Pariah from Crisis is in there. That that was. Of all the cameos, that was the one I was like, really? Hey, gotta make you, gotta make you wonder if DC might do something with a crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you sit there and go, crisis on infinite earth, it touched a bunch of parallel worlds. The new 52 universe could be one of those parallel worlds. Yep. yep. So, I mean, maybe we always kind of assume we would never see any of the old universe again, but maybe we'll see something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Couple, now I've read the number twos as well, so my 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 feelings are probably a little blurred because I read them, you know, pretty concurrently. No, oh, look at me, I'm a master. So I'm 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 actually roboting right now. You can't tell, but I'm doing the robot at this moment. But um, one of the things we find out is, you know, the family is basically just the dad and um. I keep trying to say Paco. It's killing me. Cisco and Dante. Um, you know, they don't have any sisters like they did in the previous universe. Their, their mother's not there. So it's just kind of sad without a mother. Now, we, you know, um, for those of you who are interested, we're back in episode 19. We actually did a Mother's Day special. Uh, we talked a little bit about Paco's family, and we spent all the time talking about Mother Wyndham from the Justice League Detroit days. Not Paco's mother, but she was part of the, you know, that, that era of the book. Uh, I liked seeing Dale Gunn. Uh, I do kind of miss the old look Dale Gunn because he he did he wasn't a young looking CW guy he was sort of like the older middle aged guy but he still was super fly so then we covered that back in episode seven where the, with the Dale Gunn and Steel episode but I I, I kind of miss the old I miss the old Dale Gunn yeah know? he was old Richard Roundtree from Shaft kind of thing I enjoyed that yeah um they, there's a lot of references in Justice League uh, of America about their fear of vibe being killed. Uh, Steve Trevor actually said, it. he goes like, you know, I just don't want this kid to get killed. And, you know, I mean, they're obviously sort of teasing us because 
if you know your history, Vibe was the very first Justice League member to be killed in the line of duty. He was the Pharaoh yeah. lad of the Justice League. Yeah, he was. Or the Wonder Man. I think Wonder Man was the first Avenger to die, if I remember right. Did Wonder so. Man die? I don't know that. He died like his first appearance, or like no like, Wonder Man. No, he didn't. The guy in the he red dies jacket. all the time. You know what? Hold on, wait. Hold your breath. No, and, no, no, no. Oh, he just died again. <laughs> Wonder Man dies all the time. Okay, all right. I'm, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he like he he infiltrated the Avengers. Was actually secretly helping the bad guys for whatever reason. I don't remember the reasons. And then he dies at helping them at the end of the story. But then he's recreated with ionic energy and all that stuff. Oh, okay. All right. I must have come into that late because I don't, I don't remember any of that, that part. Well, um, overall, I think it was a great issue. Uh, I can't wait to talk more about number two. Um, I think, you know, I think this is a great launch for Vibe. You know, we've got Jeff Johns on the book, thank goodness, at least for now, to uh, help sell it. And uh, I think it was a fun ride. I enjoyed the kind of the heartstring pulling with Armando. I mean, I'm sad he's dead because, I mean, you know, by taking Armando off the table, I mean, I mean, Rob and I, we talked about this offline a little earlier. Taking Armando off the table early on is kind of is kind of crushing for us old school fans because Armando, you know, once once Paco dies, you know, in the in the old series, um, Armando steps up. He gains vibration powers just like his brother, and he became Reverb. You know, later on he called himself Hardline, but he's part of the you know the 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 famed and and historically important conglomerate. Um, he was a legacy character. He was a legacy character, so it's just kind of sad that right out of the gate you kill him, and it's it's almost like saying, "Hey, vibes it." You know, it's it's sort of like it leaves vibe um, Cisco as a solitary kind of hero. You get kind of a lone gunman sort of feel because you know he's not going to have a legacy now because Armando's gone. I guess they could do something with Dante, but he's worthless. Uh, and it's just it really sets him up to be a loner, and I like that. And uh, one other thing I would say, in the Justice League of America comic, you kind of get the sense that Vibe is almost going to be like, um, oh, God, there was another young guy who was part of the Justice League for a while. He's sort of lighthearted. Firestorm, that was his name. <laughs> um, Firestorm, who kind of brought a light, airy feeling to Justice League. You kind of get that sense with Vibe that he's sort of, that's kind of what they're going for. You know, that, that Jeff Johns wants to bring a light, airy feeling, at least with one character, to the Justice League. And, it's, you know, Stargirl it would be the more obvious target, but I think it works better with the vibe. He's sort of innocent and naive because, I mean, he doesn't have any experience being a superhero. Yeah, he's just kind of like, ah, what? I don't know what I'm doing. It's good. They might end up with, like, a Flash Green Lantern dynamic, the two of them being, like, the younger ones on the team, the younger, not serious ones on the team, because everybody else on the team is super serious. Yeah, that's true. That would be cool. And if we ever see Green Lantern, then, you know. Yeah, I'm assuming he's super. I don't really know that character. I'm assuming. <laughs> I know. By his, I'm assuming by his look that he's super serious. We know Hawkman is. Right. We know Catwoman is. We know Manhunter is. So it's kind of funny. He's on the cover of Justice League number two, like front and center. He is the center person, like coming right at the camera. Simon Bass, Green Lantern, not in the comic. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, I've been rambling on long enough, folks. I'm just so excited. Again, 20 plus years in the making. Here it is, vibe number one. You know, 40, what, this is 47, 46 episodes of this show under our belt. And now we're finally getting a chance to talk about it. I, I like to think that we played a role in making this back happen. I think we did. I absolutely think we did. And all you vibe heads out there that have been supporting the podcast and, you know, helping with the vibe movement, you know, my hat's off to you, vibe heads. It's your victory, uh, too. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, and speaking of their victory, I want to take a moment just to, while well, we've got a few moments left, I just want to run through some feedback. Um, we're not really going to get into comments and stuff this time, but just want to acknowledge folks that left us comments, either emails on our website 
or um, I'm sorry, on our blogs or either you know to the email. So all these folks, huge shout out, a huge thank you. So um, it's okay with you, Rob. I'm just going to run through the list kind of quick. Absolutely. All right, folks, here we go. In no particular order, our thanks go out here to you, Vibe Heads. Here we go. Uh, our thank you to Lil Russell Capellish, uh, Daniel Cynical Dobb, Bailey Samra, Keith G. Giaconetti. Giaconetti. <laughs> Joe Slab, who, by the way, based on his comments, I think he swallowed the tequila worm. <laughs> Just saying. He's a tough guy. Yep. Uh, Hector Caldwell, who goes by on Twitter, Bauhaus Perturbed. Um, Charlemagne Drunkula, Professor Alan Bokelman, Sean Corey Hodgson, Adrock Novak, Dower Gross, Red Scream, Earth 2 Oscar, Christopher J. Pope, Frieden Brock, who also goes by Oren's mom, and last but not least, we received, yes, that's right, 22 pages <laughs> of feedback, which, you know, to be fair, is a little less than normal, uh, from our good buddy, Frank Siskoid Verified. Yep, absolutely. So thank you for that, uh, Frank. Uh, as always, your, your thoughts and uh, Siskoidisms just go, go a long, long way. So uh, coming up next episode, folks, you ready for this? That's right. It's going to be a throwdown. We are going to break down two teams going head-to-head on who, which is the better structured team. Is it Justice League Detroit or is it Justice League Waller? That's what I'm calling them now, Justice League Waller. So, JLD versus JLW. Dun, dun, dun. You're up for our first five-hour episode. Well, what about the 24-hour podcast we did? Well, that's true. Well, all right, that's true. I forgot about that one because that one was for charity. Right. It was a big event. Thanks. So, anyway. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go out. we got something special this time. You know, we've talked about our theme by Daniel Cynical Adams and the Bad Man Pajamas. It, we've been running it now. This is the 47th episode with it. It's It has been so popular. We actually uh, – there are other people out there covering our theme. How cool is that? <laughs> so uh, on the way out here, folks, we're going to play – it's it's our theme. But this uh, – this what do you call it? Uh, rendition? Al- al- this, uh, alternate version. Alternate version. That's probably the way – I was, I was trying to go with an orchestra term that I'm totally dropping on. But anyway, uh, this one is going to be by Ryan Willard. And uh, he's also part of the Bad Mamma Jamnas. And you can find him. He's got his own personal music page over on Facebook, too, under Ryan M. Willard Productions. So Ryan's going to take us out with his version of Vibe. Until next time, folks, remember, shake it up, and uh, we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Walking down the street in my best end You'll be knowing that I am the best end You'll be wondering how I do that stuff with my hands I'll be busting all the criminals hidden Cleaning up the streets all over Detroit And come on, Mama Sita, I'll make ya Come on, Mama Sita, I'll make ya feel my vibe
Jeff Johns also launched Vibe, Just League America's Vibe. And, you know, if you're Hispanic and if you buy the uh, Puerto Rican flag of this, you better get Vibe at my store because, you know, he's, he's Hispanic. Cisco's awesome.